Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Wow, Bone Crusher? <laughs> hey, hey, I ain't never scared. I ain't never scared. I ain't never scared. This is when T.I. first came on the scene. I remember seeing T.I. with the tilted the fitted cap. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> Bone Crusher. So I'm outside of the club and he think I'm a pawn. Good drop, Paulie. That just put me in a time machine. What year did that come out? I was definitely in my uh, apartment in Middlebrook talking about, I know, scared. That was like a football song, too. We would play that uh, <laughs> We would play that song to get hyped for football games. That was 2003. Yeah, so I was, <laughs> I was in high school. I was like a sophomore in high school going out there for Ocean Township Varsity. Like, we ain't never scared. Maybe a little bit. Maybe Pequeno. All right. Let's take some calls. Jim Duquette is going to join us at 830-877-337-6666. Of course, we're talking Yamamoto. Uh, Of course, we're talking Tommy DeVito, Aaron Rodgers, NFL quarterbacks. Um, The Yamamoto thing for me, it's just corny now. We've never seen this guy play. And, uh, you know, I just saw a report. Steve Cohen is prepared to put out a big offer. Yeah. We, we've been over this. Steve Cohen can light $100 on fire every minute for the rest of his life, and it wouldn't change his life. Just like, can we get to the numbers already? Can we get to the decision already? This is going to drag out, and it, and it kind of sours it for the fans. It kind of makes it lame now for a player you've never seen play, for a player that you don't know how he's going to project or translate if it's going to be an immediate success. Um, we're going to talk to Jim Duquette all about that. But let's get back to the phones and continue to talk Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers says, He's not coming back. The Jets are eliminated. He's not 100% cleared to play. He never was going to be, folks. But he led you on on this magic carpet ride to, oh, we, you're, so you're saying there's a chance. We just got to believe. We just got to stay alive. If anything, Aaron Rodgers should be mad at Rob Sala and the head co- um, and the coaching staff. Zach Wilson would have gave you a better chance to win against the Falcons. Zach Wilson, I mean, you, you told us he was the best option for your quarterback. You were correct. You, you didn't get it out of him. The job of the coach is to get the potential out of every single player to put their players in a position to succeed. And you know what they're going to do? They're just going to rest on the fact that they got old man Aaron Rodgers and he's the one piece that can change everything. I, I wouldn't be so sure about that. James is down in Ocean Township, where I'm from. What's up, James? What's going on, K-Mac? You know, hanging in there. 
I know. Like, so what's the problem with A Rod? Like, that's kind of weird, no? What? What do you mean? I don't know. Like, you're gaslighting people into not liking him because he does a weekly spot on the McAfee show. Oh, well, I mean, I shouldn't be the one to gaslight anyone. I'm just speaking facts. This guy has been self centered all about himself from the fact that he got suspended telling the NFL he's immunized when he didn't actually get vaccinated. That's the NFL MVP that lied about being vaccinated. This is a guy, boom, Rangers just scored again, or Devils just scored, excuse me, uh, Jesper, Brat. Um, with Aaron Rodgers, I just, I see through it. I see through all the social media stuff. I see through all of the, I tried to give the guy a break. Like, oh, he said he cried the whole day after he got hurt. You know, he's a person too. But you know what? He could have fell back. He could have faded to darkness like he did before he decided to come out of retirement, right? Remember when he was in darkness, he said he was 90% retired? So no, now sure, yeah. now this is a guy that was 90% retired. He's going to play two more years at 40 and 41. I'm just not buying it, bro. Like, this is a guy who has made a ton of money, one of the richest NFL players in history. This is a guy who's riding off of his Super Bowl win that he won, um, I don't know what year it was, 2010, right? So we're far away from that. He wasn't that good last year. There's no guarantee he's going to be good next year and the year after. And the Jets have just hitched their wagon to them, and, it, and it's typical Jets. I mean, but we take people how they are now as opposed to how they were, right? So, like, we've had nah, he, an you, insane uh, amount of... Athletes are judged. Jets. Athletes are judged off of everything, right? People still call his radio station to say that Kyrie Irving thinks the earth is flat. Like, athletes, everything that you do in the public eye, everything that you say, we remember the, the Packers couldn't I mean, wait Kyrie, to move on from Kyrie the guy. also didn't like so that's different though, right? Because Kyrie was like Okay, so any 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 player that's had a domestic violence issue, any player that's done anything, John Morant just came back into the NBA. You, no, you can't equate Aaron Rodgers not wanting to get vaccinated to like a domestic I'm not equating violence. it to that. What I'm saying is it's it's on his resume. You're saying we take people as they are now. No, we take people for what we know of them. And what we know of Aaron Rodgers is he's been very self centered and that it's always about him. He's a very selfish guy, and he manipulates he ha- people. He's he, a master he manipulator. Hasn't, though, like, he hasn't, You're a Jets though, fan, like, James. How long have you been rooting for the Jets? Since I was born. Yeah. So it's a rough year because you bought an Aaron Rodgers jersey, and I, you watch Hard I, no, Knocks. No, no, and... I bought uh, – no, nah, no, nah, it's Garrett Wilson for sure. Yeah, Garrett, Garrett, Wilson like Garrett Wilson was going to be all jersey. pro this year. He was one of the top picks in yeah, fantasy Arguably, football. he would have been, and he arguably could kind of still be. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers' leg couldn't hold up. Dreams. I know that's actually tragic. The toilet. Yeah, <laughs> but like, so so we got a good news letter today. He's like, yeah, he's not coming back. There's no reason to come back. But yeah, he again, wants to he's be kicking here. it down the road. Again, you got to keep hoping and wishing on the future. <laughs> Nothing concrete. <laughs> so yeah, next year, oh, bro, thirteen nah, years, nah, thirteen like, years. Next year, James. Thanks for the call. Him. Next year, next year, thirteen years. It'll it'll be. 14, if they don't do what they have to do to improve the team. It can't be about one guy. This is the NFL. This is football. That's what I was saying all year. Aaron Rodgers can't play. And when the Jets were winning games, why are we not talking about Quinn and Williams and Bryce Huff and Quincy Williams and Jermaine Johnson and DJ Reed and CJ Mosley and Sauce Gardner and Whitehead? and You know what I'm saying? Why aren't we building up these guys? We're continuing to talk about Aaron Rodgers. We've been doing this forever. You guys aren't sick of this? I am. I really am. Because we've been doing this almost for a calendar year. And this is going to go on for another two years. It is the song that doesn't end. Remember I sang that one? Let's let's uh, 
<laughs> Let's go over it again. Aaron Rodgers is the song that doesn't end. It just goes on and on, my friends. Some Jets fans started singing it, not knowing what it was, and they'll continue singing it forever just because. Just because. This guy's done nothing for you. You saw him in a preseason game. You saw him four plays into the season. But you call up and you defend the guy. You spend all season texting your friends, he's coming back, bro, he's coming back. You wait. Makes makes fools of everyone. And then today... He's allowed to go on Pat McAfee and end the charade and the facade and the circus act and say, huh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm not 100%, and we're eliminated, and yeah, I'm not going to actually come back and play. Then why did they, why'd they open the practice window? Why are you intercepting passes in practice? Why are the Jets putting you on social media taking reps away from Tim Boyle? It's a joke. It's a joke. This is an NFL franchise. It's an NFL team. They wasted back-to-back years of some of these guys' careers. Zach Wilson's mom is getting on Instagram to tell you it's done, baby. <laughs> My boy is done. We're, we're through. He was reluctant to play. He had blurred vision, and he couldn't continue. So Zach is out of here. You guys have fun with Trevor Simeon and whoever else wants to play for the Jets. Good luck with Aaron Rodgers. Good luck. But I'm telling you, bro, there's, there's just a... There's a real thing in karma, in negative energy, bad energy. There's a reason why the Packers were so willing to move on from him. Because they had enough of him. He's a diva in the building. But he came here. He tried to repair his image, right? He's popping up at the Rangers game, the Knicks game, going to Broadway shows. Oh, I'm putting my arms around my teammates. Makai Becton, come on, guy. I need you. Makai Becton sucked last week. Giving it up. Aaron Rodgers never came back, right? Makai Becton told you he was elite, big ticket, right? We've we've heard interviews. Brees Hall said, yeah, he's coming back. They, he, he duped these guys. You've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, <laughs> pulled the wool over your eyes. There was a, a thought on this radio station from September to now that Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Host going back and forth about, oh, he's coming back. I think he's coming back. If they just beat, they can beat the Chargers. They can beat the Raiders. No, they can't. No, they can't. So, I'm sorry, folks. I've never been an Aaron Rodgers fan. I always have thought the guy was about himself. And we're looking at some of his highlights with the Green Bay Packers, and we're copying and pasting them on the Jets and hitching our wagon to, okay, this guy's going to do that at age 40 and 41. Father time is undefeated. And he said in the beginning of the year, give me, give me your doubts. Give me your what? Like, bro, even with the whole darkness retreat, this guy's got to go on a darkness retreat, have this whole thing, have people waiting. It was all nonsense. After all is said and done, more is said than done. Matt is in Lynnhurst on the fan. What's up, Matt? Thanks. How you doing? Thanks for taking the call. Uh, you know, the one thing that really worries me as a Jet fan, no one has, has mentioned this all season the Jets were able to go out and sign who were they were able to sign this year because Aaron Aaron Rodgers gave like 25 million dollars back in his cap it was like less than eight million dollars cap it was actually less than Zach Wilson's this year Zach Wilson's cap hit goes up whether he's on the roster or not next year mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers cap it's going to be like 50 million dollars yeah so <laughs> thanks for bringing for that to the, the 
Yeah, thanks for bringing that to the conversation. Let's talk about it, right? So that was a way, again, of him repairing his image. Oh, I'm joining the Jets. And you know what? I'm not going to make them pay me this ridiculous contract that I made the Packers give me because I wanted to stick it to them because they drafted Jordan Love and I wasn't done. I was only 36, 37 years old. But who did he bring here? Let's let's go through the names. Timmy Boyle. Timmy Boyle should have never got a start in the NFL this year. That was your third-string quarterback turned QB2, QB1. Randall Cobb. What? Why did? Why was Randall Cobb on this team? Nice little cute touchdown he had against the Texans, but he was taking up a roster spot from a young guy that could have made an impact. Alan Lazard was trash this year. They gave him a lot of money. Alan Lazard was garbaggio, dumpster juice. That is a guy you signed because of Aaron Rodgers. Even McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman was here. They had to trade him. They couldn't use him. Nathaniel Hackett couldn't figure out how to use that guy in his offense. Hard Knocks opened this year with him talking about, oh, I'm going to tell my kids I played with Aaron Rodgers. Yo, I watched you since I was seven. Billy Turner. You know what I'm saying? Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett, no one would have hired in the NFL. No one. After the job that he did in Denver that Sean Payton criticized him about, nobody was going to give him a head coaching job at all. Probably nobody cared to bring him in as an offensive coordinator in this modern NFL where there's these young coordinators that are popping up everywhere. But the Jets brought him in. Trying to the same way the Broncos brought him in. They were trying to lure Aaron Rodgers to Denver. That didn't work. They they trade for Russell Wilson. The Jets say, oh, perfect. Let's bring Hackett in. And that guy, he's not what he's supposed to be without Aaron Rodgers. And on top of that now, you're saddled with Lazard for another three years. His cap hit's gonna be probably over was it in the fifteen million dollar range. Cobb, you know, probably is the reason that Corey Davis decided he didn't want to be a part of this team. For sure. You could have been, you could have been running deep routes with Nicole Hardman all year. Reverses, jet sweeps, go into the bag of tricks, get the speeds through the ball. Instead, instead, if I hear West Coast as a Jets fan, I've been, I've been hearing West Coast offense as a Jets fan since we ran Paul Hackett out of town. It doesn't work. Even if you put you know, Joe Montana back there. Oh, I Jerry forgot Rice. Dalvin Cook, Matt. I forgot about Dalvin Cook. Whatever happened in Dalvin Cook this year. <laughs> and then, you know, and, and on top of that, like, where's the money going to come to rebuild the offensive line? You're going to get. Now you're what, thinking. One, now you're a Jets fan looking looking down the road saying, we got to improve this team. They need weapons. They need other receivers. They need a completely different offensive line. I mean, I guess AVT is going to heal up. He'll be ready to go. Dwayne Brown should be done. They should have never relied on Dwayne Brown. I remember Aaron Rodgers saying, oh, yeah, he's going to play. He's going to play. He's just as old as you. He, he can't play. Lake and Tomlinson's cooked. Uh, Roger Saifold was supposed to save them midway through this year. I, I, it, the list goes on. And you, and on top of that, you want to bring in Devontae Adams for $20 million. Like, where's the money no, coming from? That, they're not, the, the Raiders are not trading. Devontae Adams to the Jets, and why the hell would Devontae Adams want to come to the Jets? He's got a lot longer career left, or a lot more career left, a lot longer leash in the NFL than Aaron Rodgers does. No, this is an absolute dumpster fire, and and for any any and look, I've been, I I grew up going to games. My dad had season tickets from the old stadium. I graduated college in two thousand nine, just as my name was coming off uh, the, the waiting list for season tickets. I've been a Jets fan, and I'm 36. I've been a Jets fan as long as I can remember. I've stuck with this team through through everything. I, you know, to say that they're any, they're five years away, minimum. 
this Aaron Rodgers deal sets them back five years, and I, I don't see how it doesn't. It's, yeah, it's unreal. I mean, picking picking Zach Wilson was the first setback, and then thinking you could get the quick fix with Aaron Rodgers. Be careful what you wish for. I mean, this thing, uh, just, I don't know. I'm not betting on the Jets to win the Super Bowl. Thanks for the call, Matt. Let's go to Brett on Long Island next up on the fan. Go for it, Brett. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah, I couldn't disagree with you more about Aaron Rodgers. I think all the stuff you're saying is a lot easier to say now. You know, I've been saying it all year, but people don't want to hear it because they love him. I, d- I doubt you were saying it before. No, nah, all this is recorded. It's it. all on podcast. We put it out there on WFAN, Instagram, Twitter. They don't clip me too much, but you can find the clips. They're, uh, they're available. I've been hating on Aaron Rodgers from the jump. So you know, you didn't think the Jets would be a better product? With oh, I, I was excited. I, I lived 20 minutes from the stadium. I wanted to go playoff. see him play. They never have a good quarterback. This is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But I do remember saying I thought they were going to go 8-9 and nine with Aaron Rodgers. And people, oh, what are you talking about? I said being on hard knocks is a curse. Likened it to the Madden curse. Hm, look what happened. Aaron Rodgers is self-centered. And you saw it shine through this year and it's going to continue for the next couple years so much so that these coaches get a mulligan that this gm gets a mulligan they wasted back-to-back seasons of these guys careers and your you fans you jets fans lives i never liked Aaron Rodgers at all big time giants fan i root for the jets too never liked the guy right at all but when he came over i i'd say the consensus from 99 percent of people that i know that diehard jets fans that, that were skeptical said that uh, they started to buy into him, you know, like that they felt like he was embracing, you know, New York. <clears throat> and he was all in, I guess, you know, to regenerate his, uh, you know, his career, I guess, uh, after what happened in Green Bay. He's smart. And he didn't want to. So I, I changed my mind. The way you're talking about him, I actually used to talk like that. I, the guy got hurt, man, after four plays. Lazard would have been better with Aaron Rodgers. Hackett would have been good with Aaron Rodgers. God, so, yes, they're all so how come after he got hurt, better. they didn't go come and on. they didn't go and get an actual quarterback? Thanks for the call, well, Brett. In my opinion, you don't go and get <clears throat> one of those quarterbacks that were signed or traded for or that we've seen step in here. You don't go get one of those guys because then it's not about Aaron Rodgers anymore. You don't keep a Mike White on the roster. Because it's not about Aaron Rodgers. If, if Aaron Rodgers goes down and someone else ends the losing streak, the drought of not making the playoffs, then it becomes about them. Then Aaron Rodgers is in the background. He is a master manipulator. He keeps himself in the front of the headlines, the front of the team. This guy ain't even been here, and he's talking about the staff and the whole team. And You play, you play four plays, dude. There's guys on this team struggling. There's guys on this team that put in pain, put in the work, put in the time this year. And yeah, I get it. You got hurt. But they should have had a better plan. They put all of their eggs in a 40-year-old man's basket. They should have had a better plan. That When you look at that roster, that 53-man roster, and Zach Wilson was QB2, everybody knows in football you're one play away, and this was the year of the backup quarterback. Not even just the backup, the third-string quarterback getting in. If you ain't got two, you don't have one because they're going to get hurt. They're going to go down. I mean, the guys that are up for MVP are the guys that have stayed healthy. Purdy, Dak, Tua, because they're able to – and, I mean, even Purdy went down. But what did the Niners go do? They went and got Sam Darnold and paid him because they knew. They ended up in the NFC Championship defaulting into Josh Johnson. They said never again. Nah, we got to have a quarterback ready. The Jets should have had a plan B. They didn't have a plan B. 
and they're going to go forward with this plan of running it back the next two years with the same coaches, the same mentality, Aaron Rodgers. And there's something to be said about just the feeling and the vibe in that room. Some of these guys are going to be over it real soon. Some of these guys are going to want to leave real soon. Some of these guys are going to turn on everyone real soon. Let's go to Sean in Shoreham, New York. What's up, Sean? You got it. Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, you're, I think you're absolutely nailing this on the button as far as the Rodgers take. I know it's hard for um, people to hear because you love the Jets and you want to feel good and, 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 and it's got a negative tone to it. But, like, it's just it, – it's a fact. These are all – this is real. This is all right in front of you. Today, there were people actually thinking that he was going to get on the microphone – or on the camera at Pat McAfee and say, I'm coming back to play. <laughs> I know, I know. And I think, you know, Brandon Tierney was probably looking at his chops waiting for that message and it just never came. But, but why? For you know, why? A, why would he play? That's, I have that's, no idea. This is insanity. I have no idea. Why would, the season is over. Why would you put him on that field? Do, do, do people not understand me. football hurts? Yeah. So I'm a diehard Bills fan, so I can't talk smack. The Jets have kind of have the number a bit as of late, and they got them week one, and that might be the end. That might do the Bills in at the end of the year. But as far as I'm concerned, um, I don't think the team as a whole is very far back. I do think the marriage of Salah and Rodgers for a two-year period can be, unfortunately, what kind of is the linchpin of their demise because you've got him with the defense, and then you've got Rodgers, who's basically – Put Hackett aside, he is the, he's going to be the offense altogether, mm-hmm. and that isn't a forty and forty one year old lap. Um, they're going to need to tell Rogers, listen, man, we're bringing in somebody that is going to be our future, or or is going to be a very serviceable backup that's not going to threaten you, but we can't go into this with, as you can see, what we did this past year. So whether it's Ryan Tannehill, whether it's whether it's Jimmy G, whether it's a first round pick, second round pick, somebody's coming in that we're going to have confidence in that if your 40-year-old body gives out next year, we're not going to feel like we're going to skip a beat. During the draft and during free agency, I think they could patch up the line. I think they can add another playmaker or two, and they can actually put together the team that they thought they were going to get this year. So I don't think they are far off. As a Bills fan, I am. I would look at them next year as a, as a certain threat with the Dolphins. I still think the Patriots are in hell. But um, I I don't think that the team is that far off, but I do think that they were so misguided in the way that they've handled this Rodgers thing. And by giving him the carte blanche decision-making, the carte blanche, like you can bring in whoever you want. will basically you're running the show and we'll follow your lead. He is a master manipulator. Okay. I bet when you said that, I was like, this guy ran. I mean, totally is a master manipulator. It's part of the reason why I wanted to come back so quick, just to basically say, Hey, I did it. Somebody said earlier today there could have been a monetary incentive with the you know the company that he was working with to, to rehab or the, the surgeon that did the job. Sure, there was, and it's I you bet. know it, it really he really is putting it's selfish. Here. That's so, that's so team. selfish. It's not yeah. about the team. Thanks for the call, Sean. I just want to prove people wrong because I'm Aaron Rodgers. I want to be the quickest to come back, bro. Sit down somewhere. You're old. Rest, rehab, build muscles around that injury, and get ready for September, August, whatever it is. I mean. I know it's it's hard to hear as a Jets fan. It's another wasted season. You love Aaron Rodgers for four plays and just the hopes that you had, but you got to look at the reality, man. <laughs> this guy is at the end of his career. He waltzed in here and said, oh, yeah, that Lombardi trophy's lo- uh, lonely, and everybody fell in love with the guy. Super Bowl, the most bet team to win the Super Bowl this year was the Jets. All right, let's go get Jim Duquette. We're going to talk baseball. Once we get Jimmy D, Keith McPherson on the fan, we'll be. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Be right back. KM to AM continues with my first and only guest of the night. You might have seen this guy on SNY. You might be familiar with him from his time as general manager of the New York Mets. It's Jimmy D, Jim Duquette. What's up, Jim? What's going on? How you been? I haven't I'm been out in a while, but I hope you're doing well. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we could have you on. When Paulie said, uh, you know, he reached out to you and you were available, I'm like, cool, I want to tell him that. When you brought the GM files to John Boy Media, I was one of the first people to look over the, like, pilot episodes and get that oh, uploaded on the John Boy Media YouTube channel. That that was like two, three years now. Yes, it was. Bobby Evans and I were doing them. We had a couple. We had some good guests on at the yeah. time. You know, one guy that I... I uh, he passed away recently. Eddie Robinson was, uh, I think, it was a hundred years old. I, I was fascinated by that, by his story as a GM and a former player. He was probably my favorite guest all time. Yeah, the the Jason Hayward story was great. Bryce Harper. Yes. Uh, yes. For folks yes. that uh, don't know what we're talking about, just go to YouTube, search GM Files. John Boy Media has a whole playlist of like over twenty episodes, and it gives you some behind the scenes. Talk about, you know, transactions that could have, should have, would have happened and things right. that go on in the background in the baseball world. Uh, kind of like a 30 for 30 or a deep dive into uh, some conversations that were had and some deals that could have been done but didn't actually right. get done. So, uh, Jim, tonight we're obviously focused on Yashinobu Yamamoto. Yeah. And what I've been saying about it is I'm over it. I'm a Yankee fan. Paulie here is a Mets <laughs> fan. Obviously, this is a fan in New York, so Yankee fans and Mets fans are listening I just think it's like, okay, when I heard today that Bob Clappish said this is going to go on past Christmas into yeah. maybe January 1st and 4th, I, I'm like, how, how much more do you need to see? What are, what are the research do you need? How many meetings do you need? You got, you need more. He's trying to get the most money or something? Like, what do you think is the holdup? He just had a meeting here with Steve Cohen at his house and then checked again with the Yankees. I know. I know. So I think, you know, <laughs> these negotiations are, are always interesting because – uh, you know, they set out a timetable. They've already gone a little past what I, what they kind of were telling everybody the timetable w- was, which was they were going to try to wrap things up last week. I, w- I would have guessed it would have gotten done at the end of last week or, or the weekend. Uh, I think, and again, I don't know this part of the information, but the fact that he came back to the Mets and the Yankees, I think is still 
a positive that he wants to stay in the East Coast. That that it was early the early message that they were making clear. And there's been you know people flying out to L.A. as you know um, and meeting there. A lot of teams were meeting there in L.A., including the Yankees. But the second um, visit that the, both the Mets and the Yankees got, I feel, is a is a good sign in the sense that. They're still heavily in play, and I think they're the slight. If you want to put a slight front runner, I would say they're the two that would still be slight uh, front runners. But there's, you know, listen when you're when you're negotiating or you're sitting there being sold by the Dodgers, uh, they're selling you on the perfect ballpark and all the all mm-hmm. the garbage that they are going to try to sell you on. Otani's going to dress up nice. In his little sweater there that he's going to be, you know, <laughs> modeling and you got Freeman and Mookie Betts and all those superstars. I mean, if you're a 25 year old kid, you're going, man, this team is really good. Why, why don't I want to come here now? You know, right. I think there's some, there's some sales pitch there that might have clouded his judgment a little bit. Yeah, I, I've already said it's Yamamotani. Why wouldn't he join Otani? Right. We heard a report that he wants to play with another Japanese player. Who better to play with than Otani? Everything is going to be tailor-made for Otani to be comfortable over there. The West Coast thing, the fact that the Dodgers have three MVPs on their team and Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Shohei Otani. This kid's a three-time MVP. The, the report that came out saying that he was going to choose the team that he wanted first and then handle the back-end business with Joel Wolf doing his contract, that made me think, okay, this guy wants to win. He's going to just pick the team that he feels like he has the best chance to win with. But I don't know right. if that's necessarily true now. It seems like like uh, he's, he wants to be on the East Coast. Maybe there's something to him wanting to be the star, right? He doesn't want to be overshadowed by Otani in his home country, uh, being far away from home. And then also, you know, being in New York, there's a report about him wanting to be on the main stage, the biggest stage. Dodger Stadium has the, the most attendance in baseball, but they play on right. the West Coast. We're asleep. Right. We're asleep when they start really getting into their games. I think it's down to the Mets and Yankees. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm ready for it to happen. I can't say one way or the other because I don't know what the guy's thinking. But what are you thinking right. the deciding factor is? Is it money? Uh, is, it, is it the team? Is yeah. it uh, the prestige of the Yankees versus the Mets? I think the I think the answer to that is yes. <laughs> I think it's all, all of above. It, all of it. Yeah, I, I think. Um, listen, I think if you're looking at the who would be the highest bidder, right? And we just saw the Dodgers be the highest bidder on Otani. Are they Are they willing to go to let's say three hundred million? They, they would have spent um, a billion dollars on two <laughs> players if they give them three hundred. Yeah. Right? If they give them three hundred, that doesn't even count the posting fee, which would be another like fifty five or sixty mil. I don't know if the you know the Dodgers are they going to go to that number? They might. I think when you look at it, you go, all right, Mets. We know the money that Steve Cohen's willing to pay. They know they need them. They want them. Uh, the Yankees. They may not be the highest bidder. They they don't want to get into a bidding war with the Mets, but they seem to have some other things that Yamamoto likes. Uh, obviously, pitching um, you know behind uh, Tanaka, who had been there and pitched so well there for the Yankees back in the past, like he was supposedly an idol of his. Sanga's a friend of his. Like I don't know how to handicap, you know, the Mets or the Yankees, but I I, I wonder if because the money, you know, it's life changing money. It's going to be around three hundred million or more anyway. Um, I, it doesn't seem like with him that money is going to be the deciding factor. So that's the hardest part. Like if, usually it's in free agency, whoever the highest bidder is. Okay, well I like the Mets' chances there. When you're not quite sure, you're like, oh man, is it is it down to legacy and is it, you know, all the championships and you know b- being uh, 
you know, a Japanese born uh, player and pitcher pitching for the Yankees has an allure to it. Um, you know, that, that part of it, I don't think any of us know. We'll probably find out after it's over. Uh, here's a thought that I had on air today with this dragging out. I feel like there needs to be an MLB free agent frenzy with a hard deadline. Maybe the deadline right. is December yeah. 20th so that we all can go and have a holly jolly Christmas and a happy new year. And all the executives and all the folks that want to go on vacation and be with their families don't have to be checking their phones. All the Jeff Passons and John Morosi's and yeah. uh, Joel Sherman's of the world don't have to be on Twitter all day. We can right. know, okay, all of this is going to be done by a certain date because with Yamamoto right now, he knows he's the big fish. He knows he's the last big domino to fall, but he's holding up teams and free agents from signing because no one's going to go get Jordan Montgomery or Blake right. Snell if they're in the running for Yamamoto. What do you think about a hard deadline on free agency? Uh, I'm in favor of it. I think the industry as a whole wouldn't mind having a little bit of a pause. I, I think anything, anytime you have a deadline, um, we see signings happen. Like when we saw it right before the lockout there a couple of years ago, right? We saw this frenzied signings that happened all right around December 1st and 2nd. And then there's a pause until the, the negotiations were over. Um, and, you know, I feel like that was got a, a little bit of an indicator that we as an, as an industry should put some kind of deadline. Maybe it's a month, maybe, maybe it's three weeks, I don't, some kind of deadline where players, you know, the players around the holidays, they get antsy to figure out where they're going to sign. Right. So the agents are constantly talking, Hey, be patient, be patient. But, you know, just realistically, the families want to know where they're going for, for spring training. So, yeah, I think that is a, a, a realistic deadline. Uh, you know, in the meantime, like you said, guys like Yamamoto, uh, uh, guys like uh, Montgomery and Snell, and, and to some degree, Cody Bellinger, they are being held up because of Yamamoto. Because if you're, you know, the four or five teams that are in on Yamamoto, a couple of them, maybe not the Mets, but a couple others, are interested and need Snell or Montgomery. So it doesn't make sense for them to sign at the moment. And Scott Boris isn't going to do it unless you go to the number that, that he wants right now for those two guys, which sounds like it's close to $200 million. Yeah, I, I think it's good for baseball, but I also think it's bad for baseball, right? I'm, I'm a big right. baseball fan. Right. Uh, I only weigh like 205, but I'm a big baseball fan. And, yeah, uh, I know you. I, know I, I was I was in the MLB fan cave, which was a whole project in 2014. We're coming up on 10 years. It was a whole project in New York about making baseball cool for kids, and I always thought it yep. was cool. Um, yep. you know, but trying to like get to the younger market and to market the players better. And I look at Yamamoto, I'm like, oh, this is a, a marketing plan right now. If you've never seen this guy play because he's not a major league baseball player, you're googling him now. You're looking up his YouTube highlights. We're right. all talking about him. He is getting the hype train. He is marketing himself right now by going to see the Phillies, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Giants, and everyone's just waiting for him to sign. And I guess that's a good thing for baseball as far as marketing the players. But, like, I just made a joke before. I'm like, this guy is more popular now than some of the players we saw play for the Yankees. More people know the name Yamamoto than Greg Allen. Like, what do you think about that with the marketing of the players and and what they're doing right now? I think he loves the attention right now, and I think Joel Wolf and those guys – Know that it's good for business as well. Uh, you know, um, you know, obviously, you know, doing a radio show like you do, and one like I do, I'm serious. Like it's, it's, it's. Uh, anytime you can talk uh, more about the sport and have something that's uh, interesting to to break down, 
Um, it's good for it's good for the listener. It's good for radio. The problem with we have with Yamamoto is I feel like you know like what you're talking about. We've reached the end of our rope by a long shot. That what else are we going to say about this? It's like all right, sign already, hurry up. And for him, you know, I think he's he's kind of like Otani. If you remember, Otani apologized for waiting so long, and I feel <laughs> like we're in the same boat here with Yamamoto. Uh, that he's taking his time on this, but, but meanwhile we want things uh, sped up already. So anyway, I, I yeah, I'm hopeful. It, it sounds like the negotiations, even though they started today, may come to a close towards the end of the week. That was the feeling I got uh, this morning as as teams were starting to put in their bids. Um, it makes sense because you can start to you know tweak the offers and grind out those last uh, those last uh, couple of hours and, and days to try to, to get the highest bid or whatever you know whatever their final criteria is but I, I wouldn't surprise me now that the negotiation has started that this can go fast we're on the phone right now with jim duquette you hear him in the morning on sirius xm radio mlb network radio talking baseball he joined us tonight to give us some more time i mean um or to give us a little time i got more questions for you jim so yeah i hear a lot of people talking about well if the Yankees traded for Juan Soto and he's going to command $500 million next year, then they're out on Yamamoto and this $300 million, and I don't believe that to be true. I think you cross those bridges one by yeah. one. I think if the Yankees want to go get Yamamoto and, and play ball with Steve Cohen, they're going to have to be up there. And then we'll see what happens this year with, with Soto. And then especially after we're seeing this Otani $2 million, $2 million, $2 million deferred contract, uh, let the games begin on how they structure these contracts and they finesse the CBT. What do you think Good. about that for the Yankees if they were to sign Yamamoto and try and keep Juan Soto? Well, they can do both. They're one of the few teams that you know, uh, you know, have the revenues. <clears throat> They're not necessarily beholden to the to the luxury tax uh, number, uh, the threshold, um, and nor should they be. You know, I think um, you know the fans have been quite adamant and pretty clear on what they felt about the team this past year. I know you were, you were too, and, and plenty of others were, were not happy with the team. So, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure on the front office now to build a team that is uh, way more interesting and uh, entertaining, but more competitive than what they've done over the last couple. So I, I think that's, you know, their obviously their goal is, is that, and they'll deal with the Juan Soto negotiations at the end of the year. Uh, doesn't mean even if they sign Yamamoto that that would knock him out of Soto. But here's the other thing: what if Soto this has a slow start, you know, like he did in San Diego, and then he then he goes and has a good solid season in the second half? Or what if he? Has, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen with mm-hmm. Soto that that can't hurts his value next year or helps his value, right? Like if he has a big year in New York, make, yeah, he's going to get that kind of money, but there's no guarantee in that either. So I do think, by the way, if he does well, the, the Yankees are going to want him. But the Mets might, uh, too. You know, and there could be the you know, bidding war number two at the end of this year with Soto. Yeah, and then that's my last question. Good segue. You know, for the Met fan that says, oh, it's a one-year deal. Uh, Juan Soto is going to hit free agent. You know, he's a Scott Boras client. He's definitely hitting free agency, and he's going to take the biggest contract offering deal. He might just be a one-year uh, rental for the Yankees. Okay, there's some thought that that could potentially happen. But I think about another Scott Boris client that's currently wearing the Mets uniform in yeah. Pete Alonso and yeah. him going out to hire Scott Boris and the type of money he is rumored to want. No extension talks. 
they may end up trading him. They may, may end up signing him. Do you see a world where they retain Pete Alonso and then go out there and get Juan Soto, I guess, because they have the richest owner in the sport. But I think they, you know, the focus should be on, hey, keep your guy, Pete Alonso, in your building and then worry about Juan Soto a year from now. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm with you. I think, um, as we know, um, as we watch our teams in New York play, right, it, it is a rare breed of a guy that can succeed in, in, the, in New York, in, in our town. And, you know, Alonzo has shown it. We haven't seen it out of Soto yet. We don't know. And, you know, I think that at least, you know, last year when they had a chance to negotiate a contract with Pete, I think they missed an opportunity to go to a number that would have been good for him it would have been, you know, some people might have thought of it as an overpay at the time, but I think in, in retrospect, what I, the type of season he's going to have this year, I think he's going to get paid a lot of money next year. And it doesn't mean that they won't sign him. They did it with Brandon Nimmo, right, who was Boris represented. He, he, he grabbed, uh, he represented Nimmo, I think, in the final year of his uh, contract there with the Mets. So, you know, they got that deal done. And But it's still, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be the highest bidder. You don't go to Boris unless – you want to be the, you know, the, the, you know, a high paid uh, baseball player. And that's what Pete's going to be because, you know, he can handle New York and he's going to produce this year. So I think that's a fascinating conversation that, that they could be in on, on Alonzo and Soto next year and not get either one of them. You know, that's a, that's <laughs> always a possibility when you're out there in the free agent market. Yeah. We never know, but we speculate. Okay. Let me sneak one more in. Is Gary yeah. Sheffield headed to the hall of fame? I want to, I want to force the oh, hall man. of fame conversation in at some point by the end of the night, but I'll ask you what you think about a former Met, former Yankee. I, I listen, I think that Gary Sheffield, when you look at all of his numbers, and, you know, we know that there are um, players in the Hall of Fame right now that tested positive. Mm-hmm. The only and, – and, by the way, uh, um, under oath um, and under the threat of perjury, he admitted that he mistakenly took it. I'll take him at his word. And I'm more of a Hall, let more guys in, not less type of guy anyway. Um, the numbers speak for themselves. <laughs> themselves. I mean, 500 home runs. Uh, he's got, he had a win. Last time I looked, and at least on baseball reference, he had a uh, wins above replacement over 60. And that puts him in elite company, uh, with other outfielders that are in the hall. I think he should be in. Um, I don't even think there's a hesitation. I hope he gets in. I hope Helton gets in. I'd love to see Billy Wagner get in. Like those are, those are th- uh, three guys right off the top of my head that I think should be in the Hall of Fame eventually. Yeah, we need a public vote because these writers are definitely going to botch the vote. We know that's going to happen. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I agree. Jimmy D, Jim Duquette from Sirius XM Radio, MLB Network Radio every day talking baseball. You see him on SNY, former Mets general manager. Jimmy, thank you for giving us some time tonight. All right, Keith, man. Good to, good to catch up with you. Thanks for having me. Bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.